Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pie del Cañon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's a notch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> good morning, good people out there in Radioland. How you doing? It's 8 30 Central European Time, 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 p.m. For our friends in the Philippines and Hong Kong. How's it going, guys? It's Tuesday. We made it. Yeah, wow. What a show we have prepared for you today, my friends. Um, today, I asked 100 humans to name an occupation where you are either loved or hated. Uh, nombra un pro una profesión que seas amado o u odiado. Did you get that, Natch? U odiado? Not o, like I would normally say. Nivelazo. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Translation elf. But I will take it. <laughs> um, incomplete the news. We'll find out why um, Michigan, Michigan State, the, um, the university, had to apologize. Hmm, something during a football game. And if, if we have time, we'll find out. Um, what What is breaking or what has been found to break Newton's third law of motion? Natch, if you know what um, Newton's third law of motion is, <laughs> I'm gonna, you're going to get a probo approved. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> um, for every, you, you'll know it when I say it. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. I don't ask me how to say that in Spanish. But you know what I mean? I, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's surprising. I sound like clickbait. <laughs> the answer will surprise you. All right, and then our unpopular opinion, uh, a lot more nuanced than you may think. Today's unpopular opinion is paywalls. Paywalls are, um, I think he's saying muros de pago, right? Muros de pago in páginas webs? I don't know. Paywalls on news sites, um, on sitios de noticias, are a good thing. I just want to remind you, not all of these unpopular opinions that I share are mine. I am not that much of an asshole that everything I think is unpopular. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was today's unpopular opinion. Los muros de pago en los sitios de noticias son algo positivo. Paywalls on new sites are a good thing. Um, but before that, friends, I'm here, you're here. Let's find out what's going on in the world. First of all, we go to our wonderful Oracle. How are you doing, dude? Fine, thank you. We're, we're a day into the week. We've made it, friends. We've made it. Yeah, I was so productive yesterday, Natch. Like, super hyper-productive. I think it was because there was no lunchtime show. I just got to knuckle down. Um, and how about you, sir? How are you doing? How's, how's work treating you? People ask me, they say, you never, you don't speak to Natch enough at the beginning of the show. Well, <laughs> one, one person has said that. We want to know how Natch is doing, bald man. Nah, no, no, no much to tell. <laughs> Not much to tell. I nearly witnessed a fight on the metro this morning between um, between two ladies, <laughs> one of which, well, I think, kind of kind of racist, <laughs> kind of a, a race fueled argument. It made me feel like I was back in England. <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that, nothing to report either. I was working on a script last night for my um, project with regards to uh, politician GPT. Uh, more on that in the coming weeks and little else my friend little else i i napped and ate i ate like you know i mean um uh, izzy made me some homemade food and i ate ho homemade food last night no frozen pizza natch the frozen pizza industry in shock today <laughs> as i ate homemade lentejas lentils all right let's look at some news firstly a follow-up on a previous story um, uh, for, well, actually, let me turn my attention to the wonderful people in chat. We have Vero, Decoy, Born to Iron Man, Eugene, Jareon, Pedro. Did I say Vero already? Vero, you get mentioned twice because I can't remember if I said your name or not. <laughs> she says, good morning, beautiful warriors around the universe. Decoy says, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> the Bridge, good morning, wonderful people. Born to Iron Man, good morning, folks. Eugene, good morning. It's one degree in my place where I live, says Eugene. And we have the first snowfall of this autumn. Eugene joining us from Russia. Jeez, Spaniards would die if it was snowing in October. I mean, it rained the other day and like literally they were canceling metros, the underground. 
Oh, this is water falling from the sky. We're so woefully unprepared for weather in Madrid. By the way, if you're an international listener, yes, we produce the show out of Madrid, the heart of Spain. Uh, let's see. Um, so, yeah, well, take care out there, Eugene. Be safe if you're driving. Jareum, good morning, Rob. Pedro from Instagram, good morning. Tercera ley de Newton. Oh, Vero's going to get um, a nivelazo in a second. Here we go. Tercera ley de Newton. Con toda, con toda acción ocurre siempre una reacción igual y contra, contraria. Is that right? Será posible. Vaya nivelazo. I have a feeling, Vero, that was more for you than for me. Did I, bu did I butcher the pronunciation, Natch? No, no, no. Oh, look at me. 20 years in Spain. One day. I'll get there. <laughs> or as my physics teacher would put it, donde las dan las toman. <laughs> Probo approved, please, for, for Decoy. Probo approved. Also, Ronnie joining us in the chat. How are you doing, guys? All right. A little follow-up from one of our stories. Um, uh, I don't know if it was last week or yesterday. Remember, Natch, I told you that Netflix are planning to open brick and mortar locations, locaciones or sitios físicos, Netflix, remember? And I mentioned like, ooh, that didn't go very well for Blockbuster. <laughs> and I, I, I told the story of how Blockbuster once had the opportunity to buy Netflix and they didn't. And a couple of years later, Blockbuster went bankrupt or they went out of business. Well, um, they replied, Blockbuster, funnily enough, replied to that story from NPR.org and they said, oh boy, should we tell Netflix how this ends? Deberíamos decirle a Netflix cómo termina eso. Very good. I don't know who's working. Like I, I imagine the only person working at Blockbuster now is the community manager. <laughs> but ten points, sir. All right, let's get into some news, some fascinating articles today. This one from the Economist, Economist.com. Welcome to the age of the hermit. Com uh, consumer. Welcome to the age of the hermit consumer. Bienvenido a la era del consumidor ermitaño. Okay. Um, the global economy is undergoing a significant shift with consumers in wealthy nations cha um, changing their spending habits in a trend that could be, be long-lasting. This hermit consumer, consumidor ermitaño, phenomenon marked by a six get get hold of this my friend 600 billion annual de decrease 600 billion dollar annual decrease in services spending emerged during the covid-19 pandemic when lockdowns and health concerns prompted people to stay at home increasing their spending on goods over services which is a bad news for our economy I'll get into that in a second. Even as economies rebounded, this pattern persisted with a notable reduction in expenditures on outdoor leisure activities, hospitality, and recreation, while spending on durable goods and home-related products surged. All right, Natch, do you, do you feel, feel like you spend as much on um, services and, and outdoor leisure activities and things like that as you did before the pandemic? I know I don't. Not at all. No. I don't, you know, in fact, I get up, when someone invites me to do anything outside my house, I get kind of upset. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Other than the Vaughn Radio Trivia Night, friends, <laughs> which is on the 1st of November, 8.30. I'll be there. Are you going, Natch, by the way? I don't know yet. Oh, everyone turns up for Alberto's. Um, okay, anyway. So, uh, there we go, yeah, um... So interesting. And why is this going to be, why is this a big deal for our economies, particularly in the West? I'll tell you why. Because we don't make anything. We don't make anything. We've outsourced all our production. Do you remember when Thara used to pr produce their clothes here in Spain? Well, now that doesn't happen anymore, famously. Um, we're not um, a producer economy. We're a service economy now. And that's not just here in Spain. That's all over Europe. We're not many sectors in Europe. Um, uh, in the in the US, we we produce less and we consume a lot more services. So this could be bad news for um, for our for our economy. Uh, several factors. Let's continue. Several factors contribute to this enduring change: ongoing health fears, a shift towards remote work, 
and possibly a fundamental change in personal values, leading individuals to prefer solitary activities and home-based leisure. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see this in my own life, in my own pattern of thinking. I've always, in, with, in some regard, been a hermit. Un <laughs> ermitaño. Um, I've always, in some regard, been a bit of a hermit. I like my own company. I like to stay at home, research, write, paint, draw. That's my thing. But I was a lot more social prior to the pandemic. And I think those of us that were very social prior to the pandemic have kind of learnt through the pandemic, through the lockdowns, that, hey, spending time at home isn't actually that bad. <laughs> it's actually quite great. <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. Um, that coming from The Economist. It's a fascinating article. I do encourage you to read it. Next, in the world of science, where the, where the Venn diagram of um, my obsession with superheroes <laughs> and my obsession with science collide. Here we go. Iron Man... An Iron Man-inspired material made from DNA and glass is five times stronger than steel and four times lighter. This is a, a brilliant article by ZMEScience.com. Um, I, um, I did see this being reported by other outlets, by the way, just in case you're thinking, it's fake news. Un material inspirado de in Iron Man. Do you call him Iron Man in Spain? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, un material inspirado en Iron Man hecho de AD, ADN y vidrio es cinco veces más resistente de la que el acero y cuatro veces más ligero. Scientists have developed a groundbreaking material by fusing DNA with pure glass, creating a substance that is significantly lighter and stronger than steel. This innovation, inspired by Iron Man's suit, is a product of meticulous research by teams from the University of Connecticut, Columbia University, and Brookhaven National Lab. The material strength comes from its flawless microscopic glass structure supported by DNA scaffold, offering remarkable density and robustness. It, it kind of worries me in this article. They say, oh, it has so many applications um, like armor. <laughs> I don't know. Can we maybe think about airplanes first, then trains and vehicles, <laughs> you know, then, then, you know, weapons or armor? I don't know, just saying. Just saying, we're all out here. Or maybe make a, a, a phone cover or a, a, um, a phone screen that doesn't smash when you sneeze on it. Do you know what annoys me? No one talks about, Natch. Like, the, the, the industry, the cottage industry of fabricating mobile phone cases. Like, in no other industry do, they pr do you create a product where you need to buy another product so it doesn't break. Isn't that a flaw of mobile phones? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. I'm getting. I'm going on a. I'm going on a run. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. A lot of love for Ronnie and Vero. Vaya has a has a different meaning. It's a fence. Says. Did I say Vaya? Vaya. I don't know. Um, okay. Let's move on. Final news story of the day. Talking again. Going back to the idea of AI robotics and the displacement in the labor market, something that our governments are still not doing anything about. Just saying, politician GPT. If you didn't hear that episode, go back and listen to it. I make a pretty, pretty good case for why we should be replacing politicians. Okay, so here we go. What does Amazon's new robot workforce mean for its human staff? What does Amazon's new robot workforce mean for its staff? Uh, this is a new story coming from The Independent. <clears throat> ¿Qué significa la nueva plantilla de robots de Amazon para su personal humano? Amazon has introduced advanced robots and drones to enhance its delivery processes, sparking discussions about the future of human jobs within the company. Ty Brady, the chief of Amazon's robotics division, reassures that these technological advancements, including the humanoid robot Digit, capable of transporting boxes, are designed to transform jobs, not eliminate them. Yeah, right? 
Natch, do you believe that for a second? <laughs> That's the wolves saying, no, no, no. We just like to hang around the sheep because they're so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the company emphasizes that the human workforce remains integral. Integral. Um, despite the robot's introduction, which is part of Amazon's significant strides in innovation in their Seattle headquarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, you know what Amazon are going to do, Natch? They're just going to keep all their human employees employed because they care about people. You know, this company that laid off like 4,000 people recently, <laughs> or was it 10,000? I can't remember. You know, they've already, we've already seen that they've made significant layoffs. I mean, you know, one of the biggest pieces of gaslighting by the modern media is this phrase, friends. This phrase. Get ready. Strap yourselves in. Put your ponte los cinturones. Right? Here we go. AI is a great tool, but it's not going to replace us. How many times have you heard that in, the, in modern media? It's a great tool, but it's not going to replace us. Um, yes, it is. Don't be gaslit, friends. <laughs> Let's start to demand from the people in power um, uh, some action on this. And when I mean action, I don't mean that governments need to start taxing robots because the only people that protects are the people who work in government. You know, right? <laughs> because the taxes go to them. What are they actually doing for us, the humans? You know, the, the people who vote for them. You know, what's next? Food stamps? What are you going to do, government? You know, are you planning anything like a universal basic instinct, uh, income? Are you, are you planning anything that you can let us know about? Anything for, for, for you know, for the working people who are going to be displaced? Hmm. Oof. I'm on fire today, Natch. On that note, let's go to the unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Ronnie says, I'm afraid of IA, of Inteligencia Artificial. Let me tell you something, Ronnie, nothing to be afraid of. I'm a big fan of AI. In fact, one of the nicest compliments I've had about the show back in the, well, back last year, really, when no one was really talking about it, I tried to spread as much knowledge on the subject as possible. One of the nicest things people said to me is, most of the things I know about AI are things that I found out listening to you. And I just think that's an amazing compliment. Um, sadly, there's not much more to say on the on the topic because it, all it is is getting it's getting better, but the fundamentals are the same. But it, what you should be worried about is why our leaders aren't doing anything to protect our jobs, or why our leaders aren't necessarily um, uh, planning for the future. Well, they are planning for their own future. Let's tax the robots. Well, okay, that keeps government working. But what about the, the people that, you know, vote you in power? How about paying some attention to them? Hmm. All right. Today's unpopular opinion. Today's brain fat. Today, today's pedocerebral. Today's pe uh, mental is paywalls on news sites are a good thing. Los muros de pago en los sitios de noticias son algo positivo. Hmm. Let's see. Um, uh, all right. I thoroughly tortured the Probo Show elves this morning and they gave me some pros and cons. So let's get into those right now. In the pro column, in favor of paywalls on news sites. Paywalls can provide essential revenue for news outlets, allowing them to fund high quality journalism, in-depth reporting, essentially, um, especially investigative journalism, requires um, it requires source and time and paywalls ensure fair compensation for this work. Um, as print circulations decline and free online content pro proliferates, traditional revenue streams like advertising are often insufficient for funding uh, or for funding journalism, let's say. Uh, paywalls can create sustainable business model ensuring that journalism can continue to function and adapt to the digital age. Next, reduces clickbait. Free to access, access news sites may rely heavily on sensationalist headlines um, and clickbait to attract views for advertising revenue. Paywalls can incentivize content quality over headline appeal, focusing on subscriber satisfaction over clicks. Let me break it down for your friends. Okay, when we rely on new sources that then rely on, let's say, funding from a government, like the BBC, or funding from advertisers like Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, 
they have interests outside of news reporting, right? It's worrying. Let's continue. Reader investment. Paying for news can make readers more engaged and discerning in their consumption. It can foster a sense of investment in the news outlet and its content, potentially leading to more informed public. All right, so those are the pros, los pros. Let's get into the contrasts. Why this might not be as positive um, a development as we may think. Um, in the con column, paywalls can limit the public's access to information, particularly for lower income individuals who cannot afford multiple subscriptions. True story, right? But, you know, I, I suppose on the flip side, are you subscribing to Netflix? Are you subscribing to Disney, HBO? Would it really, you know, paying um, a euro a year for the Wall Street Journal, would it really kill you? Hmm. Next, public distrust. There can be a perception that news behind a paywall might cater to the interests of the paying subscribers, potentially biasing the information. My argument here is, isn't information already kind of biased? You know, if, if Fox News have... Pfizer as an advertiser, are they really going to report on the dangers of the new Pfizer medication? Interesting. See how this topic is a lot more nuanced than you might have thought? Next, impact on traffic. Paywalls may lead to a significant drop in a website's traffic, making it harder for the news outlet to reach a broader audience. Hmm. And finally, in the con column. Um, with the abundance of free news and misinformation available, paywalls might drive some re readers to less reputable sources. This, can sh uh, this shift can contribute to the spread of false information, as not everyone would be able to discern the quality of the sources they are reading. Okay, most of us are aware of the, of the recent shift to alternative funding of the, of the news. Um, I think recently The Guardian went behind a paywall, Guardian being a center-left news publication, but generally tends to be a quite um, reliable source of information. Um, the New York Times, uh, The Washington Post. I mean, basically where you can go for very, for accurate, good journalism is behind a paywall. They'll let you access maybe two or three posts and then you have to pay. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, what, what are your thoughts on this, Natch? What do you think? Mm, I don't want to read any news, so <laughs> I, I won't pay for anything. Yeah, but you, but more of a okay. It's possible that you don't subscribe to anything, and I'm imagining most of the people out there listening to this show don't either right they don't feel like they have a horse in the race however we all we have all been subject to um, uh, the sharing of of what is falsified information bias information yesterday we we reported on a post about a about a high school um uh, n allowing people to graduate even if they couldn't read write or do mathematics properly and it was clickbait. It was false information that was posed by the truth from a, a, what I would consider a disreputable source, the Washington Examiner. Now, when that kind of proliferation of fake falsified news gets to your average Joe, that's when um, we get into the realms of dangerous misinformation indoctrinization into certain beliefs because we believe what we think is the truth because we read it online but is that saying because that is happening should these um, new sources be free because surely they have to pay their journalists i mean i subscribe to a few i subscribe to a few news outlets so i can bring news accurate news to this show so it's interesting, a more interesting topic than you might think. Let's just take a quick look in the chat. Um, the bridge says politicians don't planter, they only follow around. I have no idea what bridge is saying there. <laughs> Sorry, bridge. <laughs> False. Internet press assure users should have unlimited access to the various media sites as long as they can afford it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can as long as you pay for it. 
I mean, were you the kind of person who bought a newspaper every day? It's just the same thing. And I think the price is often worth the reporting. Okay? What are you going to do, friends? Are you going to believe what you see on Facebook? Are you actually going to access real journalism? It's a fascinating, nuanced topic, and we'll get back to it when we come back from the break. Right now, I want to know your opinion in the chat. Is our paywalls on new sites a good thing? Is that a true or a false statement? Friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. I'll see you soon. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Probo Show live at 9 a.m. Central European Time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, uh, 3 p.m. for our friends in New York and the Philippines. A very special good morning to my podcast downloaders. You know who you are, and thank you. And guys, for those of you who have um, written reviews and, and given me five stars in all the platforms, you're amazing. Did you know how sexy you are? So sexy. <laughs> um, all right. What a show, guys. Uh, we've spoken about all sorts. If you're just tuning in, um, we did a little follow-up on the Netflix building physical locations. Um, Blockbuster's reaction was quite funny. Oh, boy. Should we tell Netflix how this ends? Deberíamos decirle a Netflix cómo termina eso. <laughs> um, then we looked at um, the concept of the hermit consumer, as told to us by The Economist. Fascinating. How our mindset has not changed post the um, or after the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic, where lockdowns forced us to stay in our homes. Hmm. Then we, uh, we looked at a fascinating new material made from DNA and glass that is said to be five times stronger than steel and four times lighter. And then we finished off with the, um, an, the news from The Independent or, or the question posed by The Independent, which was, what does Amazon's new f- robot workforce mean for its human staff? <laughs> Ty Brady, the chief of Amazon's robotics division, says, no, nothing. Yeah, right. Like, you're going to keep humans employed? Right, whatever. Told you, guys, robotics, roboticists, um, uh, AI developers, please. Politician GPT. We need it now. (laughs) All right. Uh, Then we went into today's um, unpopular opinion. Okay, so the vote has finished. The vote has finished here in the chat. But first, I want to tell you what they said on Instagram. So, as always... I, um, I post the topic on Instagram. You guys vote. Um, but the real decision makers are the live audience. Um, the Bridge, Eugene, Pero, uh, Pedro, uh, Vero, all you guys joining us in the chat. Um, yeah, there are a lot of you today, so welcome, welcome. Uh, if you want to join the amazing um, live audience, you can do that at twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. So on Instagram, they said 62% false. And they said, no, 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 it's not a good thing. And let me be honest with you. I'm inclined to agree, but I can see, um, well, Pedro actually says this. Let me read Pedro's comment because he puts it quite succinctly. He says, I think there is value to having access to reliable news sites. Agreed, right? Most of us, I would think, would agree with that. But I don't see any other way to keep the sustainability of this business via pay, um, other than via paywalls. And again, I agree. It's a weird dichotomy in, um, in modern news that we have started. Consumerism has gotten to the point where we have commodified the truth. We have turned the truth into a commodity. If you want more reliable, better quality truth, you have to pay for it. 
Is there something wrong with a world where where the truth um, has a financial um, has a financial price tag? I think there might be, friends. Because one thing's for sure, we need to be well informed. In any democracy, the electorate needs to be well informed. So, should the tr- is the truth access to honest journalism? Should th- is that an inalienable human right? And should we be rethinking the the way we currently um, treat journalists, journalism, and news sites? Maybe we should. Hmm. Interesting. A fascinating topic. Let's continue. Um. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Eugene says, in Russia, we need to support independent media, even if they are in other countries. True story. Uh, true story. Eugene. Eugene joining us from Russia, where it's currently snowing. Stay safe out there, Eugene. Uh, the bridge says, Rob dancing around. <laughs> yeah, I dance around through the break. You know, I quite often keep my clothes on, too. <laughs> um, yes, Rob, it's like pl- paying taxes. Yeah. Yeah, but should um should maybe should maybe the government have um should we have more protections over over reliable sources of journalism? Should we should it be included in our taxes? There is you know, we definitely need to rework the system because what's for sure is people need to be well informed. And the amount of clickbait. I mean, it's just, it's it's a symptom of the system, really. You know, people posting salacious headlines to engage more people to click through to the site. But no one's reading the articles. (laughs) It's sad. What happened to the days where we'd buy a newspaper and pick through each and everything? Well, print media is dying, folks. So we we need to evolve. It's not like paying for news is a new thing. You know? Maybe not you, but your father, your mother, your grandfather, your grandmother used to buy a newspaper. I used to buy a newspaper. Back when I was in England, I'd pick up a newspaper every day. And then when I was in the canteen at work, I would read my newspaper. I mean, it's not a new concept, paying for news. So is it really that much of a bad thing? Anyway, I did get some messages um, from people on Instagram. So let's dig into those now. Mia writing to us again. She says, I don't support these paywalls. Honestly, the uh, news should be accessible to everyone, you know? It's about keeping people informed, not just those who can afford it. Yeah, true story. Derek, from a business standpoint, paywalls make sense. Quality journalism costs money. How are these outlets supposed to pay their staff if everything's free? True story as well. Um, Clara, I understand the need for financial support for publishers, but paywalls can be a significant barrier to knowledge. Um, And Ronnie finally says, man, I hate these things. (laughs) Um, uh, Journalists have to, but, but I get it. Journalists have to eat too. The internet was meant to be open. It's like putting a price tag on, um, on journalism or on honest journalism. Sorry, I'm paraphrasing there. It was a long message. Yeah, um, it's a fascinating subject because there is no clear outcome of this, in my mind, in my view. Because quality journalism do, does cost money. What doesn't cost money is to is, is to um, uh, it, it, often outright lie, post a salacious, um, a controversial headline, and then tell half-truths. That doesn't take... That doesn't cost much money, folks. I mean, I used to work for um, for one of New York's biggest lifestyle blogs as a, as a writer, or as, as editor-in-chief. And we used to, basically, our bread and butter was creating um, uh, creating click, uh, clickbaity t- um, news articles. Let me tell you something. It was fast, and it was cheap. What's not fast and cheap is investigative journalism of real quality. And let's be clear, like paying for the news is not a new concept. But what does and what but what is a new concept or what seems to be a new concept is the competition quality journalism has nowadays with clickbait nonsense journalism just meant to stoke outrage. That is the real issue here. 
So why is it even a thing? Why does clickbait even exist? Well, if you want my opinion, again, as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions, friends, they're like buttholes. Everybody has one, they all stink, and that includes mine. But in my opinion, clickbait exists. Or it became a thing, really. With the advent of, um, of, of the social media algorithms of pay-to-play um, publishing. So what happened or what is happening? Well, a lot of um, a lot of websites their primary source of funding was through advertising. Advertising works in part from um, CPI, cost per impression. Okay? So if you have enough adverts on a website um, and enough people watch it uh, or look at that website, click through to it, then you're going to make a certain amount of money. So the more salacious, the more um, uh, the more, um, the more, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Enticing that headline, the more likely you are to click through and then, it, and then generate income for those publishers. They don't care about the truth. All they care about is generating the income required to fund their, um, uh, their, their business. That is not the sort. That is not the point of journalism. Journalism's point, the reason it's there, a free press. The reason it's there is to tell and inf- tell people the truth, to inform people, and especially in a democracy that that requires an informed electorate. So we have this weird dichotomy in society. Now let's get something straight. Crap news has existed forever. We all see those uh, those magazines in supermarkets. Right? (laughs) I was abducted by aliens. But it seems to be that now these, this fringe, um, this fringe news journalism has become the norm. You look on Facebook and there is just a ton of things there ready to annoy, enrage you. List of the top 10 (laughs) reasons UFOs exist. Number six will surprise you. I mean, it's not doing anything for us. Intellectual chewing gum. Let's see what people are saying. By the way, this is from Pedro. Journalists are amongst the worst paying jobs in Spain nowadays. People don't see the value in paying for news anymore. They cannot distinguish news from a tweet or a Facebook post. Can we get a Probo approved for Pedro? Probo approved. Um, The Bridge says, I never bought the paper before, but I read it every day having a coffee at the bar. Now I get my news every day listening to the Probo show, lying in bed and having breakfast at home. Probo approved for the Bridge. Probo approved. (laughs) Yeah, killing it. Um, Yeah. This is a problem, friends. This is a big problem. Is there another way of funding real journalism other than a paywall? Can we get real quality news, real quality journalism into the hands of the most people possible? How do we do that? It's a it's a problem. It's a problem worth thinking about. Because we cannot continue in a democracy where people are force-fed propaganda that only subscribes to one political point of view. The news is supposed to be a dry reading of the facts, not editorial content, not clickbait designed only to enrage you or or titillate you. That is not what news is. How do we trust the electorate to make good decisions when they're poorly informed? It's hard to inform people when the most quality um, or the, the highest quality news outlets live behind a paywall. So it's, uh, there's a lot of nuance in this argument, and it is a very important issue. Let's go to how our live audience voted. So I made the statement, paywalls on news sites are a good thing. You guys said... 60% false. Let's be clear, they're not a good thing, are they? How do you get news and quality journalism um, into the hands of the most people possible when it's behind a paywall? Yeah, it's almost impossible. 
I mean, I subscribe to a lot of those platforms. They are, they tend to be quite cheap because I know most people don't. And I like to bring good news to the show. It's a problem to be solved, guys, because one thing's for sure, when it comes time to put your X on that piece of paper or nowadays on that digital screen, you need to be informed of the pros and cons and what's happening in the world in a way where you can make informed decisions, not where you are told what to think. Are paywalls a good thing? No, they're not. But sadly, friends, the way I see it, there is no better alternative. All right, friends. On that note, let's go to 100 Humans. Oh my God, my friends. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name an occupation where you are either loved or hated. I was surprised to find that radio um, announcer isn't there, Natch. <laughs> because in my experience... The kind of content that I produce, <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> so name an occupation where you are either loved or hated. Nombra un pro una profesión que seas amado u odiado. All right. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I have the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Um, just to wrap up that last segment, Vero says, As I see it, the only way to find quality news is by listening to the radio, although all of them follow their own editorial line. Yeah, true story. True story. So hard to find um, find news nowadays. You just you, If you want my advice, you've got to read it from several perspectives. You snopes. I know a lot of people are kind of anti-snopes nowadays to see if what you're reading is true or not. Yeah, it shouldn't be that much work. Anyway, let's see. Um, what do you think, Natch? As always, we go to the Oracle. What do you think? Police officer. A police officer. A police officer. Hmm. Does anyone agree? Yeah, Eugene agrees. A police officer. Name an occupation where you are either loved or hated. Police officer. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. <laughs> Woo. Would you say agente de policía? You would. Okay, nice, nice, nice. All right, uh, let's go to the chat. Um, Vero says, a teacher. Oof, good answer. I hated my teachers in school because I really didn't understand what... I got kicked out of school <laughs> at 60. <laughs> then I got kicked out of college. Yeah, behavioral problems. Um, I didn't start to love my teachers until I lied my way into university and it all started there. <laughs> all right, is teacher there? Yes, it is. Well done. You know, kids don't understand how lucky they are to have people who just want to share knowledge with them. As an adult, I would, you know, it's it's just one of the it's it's one of the I think least appreciated professions. Uh, one of the pr professions that should be much more appreciated. Anyway, let's continue. Let's continue. Um, footballer. Woo. A footballer says um, says born to Iron Man. Footballer. By the way, Bridge said teacher. So well done there, as well as Vero. A footballer is a footballer there. I'm going to give it to you. Well done, BTI. Footballer isn't there, but athlete is. Twenty-one of a hundred humans said footballer or athlete is in second place. Well done. All right. Um, Decoy says, actor, actor, is an actor there? You're on fire, guys. Actor is there. Wow. You guys haven't had a single incorrect answer yet. Well done. I'm not sure if this has ever happened before. Can you run the whole gambit? Can you get everything without getting an incorrect answer? Let's see a referee. Oh, wow. Yeah. A referee, says Ronnie. In a sports game, a referee. Is it there? No, it's not. Oh. Great answer, though. A great answer. A singer, says Eugene. A singer. Cantante. Singer. Is it there? No, it's not. Oh. 
Born to Iron Man, President of the United States of America, he says. Portos. Um, Pedro says a politician as well. Is politician there? Yes, it is. Well done. You've only got one more to get, guys. Only one more to get. Um, mayor. I guess a mayor could be a politician as well, right? Um, priest, says Vero. Priest. Is priest there? No, it's not. Um, thank you, Pedro. Okay, Pedro has said... Yeah, thank you, because I don't always catch the ones that you write. Pedro has said a lawyer. A lawyer. Um, un abogado. Is a lawyer there? A profession or an occupation where you either loved or hated a lawyer. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Pedro, I'm sad to say, because Pedro, I think, is a lawyer. <laughs> I'm sad to say it's the number one answer. <laughs> 23 of 100 humans said lawyer. Number one answer. There's just one more to go. Very closely related to lawyer. Not so much about the defending or the prosecuting. More about the decision making. Who am I talking about? Very closely related to lawyer. Do you know what I'm talking about, Natch? Judge. A judge. There it is. Well done, friends. That was the seventh most popular answer. Four of 100 humans said judge. All right. Um, judge said decoy. Well done. We also had doctor in the chat. Mayor. Priest. We had a lot of answers. Well done, guys. All right. Let's go through the list. I asked 100 humans to name a profession where you're either loved or hated. Nombra un profesión que seas amado u odiado. In position number seven, we had judge with four of a hundred humans saying that. In position number six, we had police officer, agente de policía. So we had juez, agente de policía, with seven of a hundred humans, sixth place. In position number five, we had politician. Politico, how is that not the number one answer? No idea. <laughs> In position number four, with 13 of 100 humans, we have teacher, professor. In position number three, we have actor, un actor. Actor, 16 of 100 humans said that one. In position number two, an athlete, deportista. An athlete, um, with 21 of 100 humans said that. And finally, in position number one, we had a lawyer, abogado. Well done to Pedro. Wow. <laughs> All right. On that note, friends, let's go to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. All right, my friends, this is Complete the News. I will give you a real News headline, but I will leave out some important information. Using the three options I give you, you will complete the news. So here we go. Here's the here's the headline. We're not going. We don't have time to do the Newton's third law. We'll do that tomorrow. So here we go. Here's the headline that we will do. Michigan State University apologizes for displaying a picture of blank. On the video board before a football game. Michigan State se disculpa por mostrar un, un, una foto de blank en, en, el, en la pantalla antes de un partido de fútbol americano. But who was it of? Was it A, Adolf Hitler? Was it B, Osama Bin Laden? Or was it C, Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, there are no there are no good answers in this one. They're all a rogues gallery. Michigan State apologizes for displaying a picture of blank on the video board before a football game. Was it A, Adolf Hitler, B, Osama Bin Laden, or C, Jeffrey Epstein? Why did they apologize for showing a picture of who? What do you think it who do you think it was, Natch? Uh, Bin Laden. I think Bin Laden, B. Okay, a lot of people in the chat. I see a C there by Eugene thinking it was Jeffrey Epstein. Most people here seem to be saying in the live audience, A, 
Yeah, there are no good answers here. A rogues gallery. Okay. So, A. Most people are saying Hitler. All right. Let's do it. Michigan State University apologizes for displaying a picture of... The answer was indeed A, Adolf Hitler. This piece of news coming from CNN. Um, True story. Michigan State University faced controversy after inadvertently displaying a picture of Adolf Hitler during a video quiz, a trivia quiz on the video board at a football game. The image appeared with a question about Hitler's birthplace, sparking immediate backlash. The university apologized, acknowledging the content was inappropriate and not reflective of their values. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, Natch, but it was a trivia question, right? I mean, I don't know, man. It doesn't sound to me like they did anything kind of... It's not like they were saying, yay, look how cool this guy is. It was a question about his birthplace. So, yeah, you make your own minds up on that. Natch and I only have our opinions. And as we've said before, opinions, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one. They all stink. And that can be Natch's and ours and mine. <laughs> oh, my God, friends. Thank you so much for participating in the best part of my day every single day. There are so many things you could have been doing this morning, an infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch. And it means the absolute world. Friends, I'll be back this afternoon with the lunchtime show at 1.30 Central European time. And back again tomorrow with more Probo Show Madness with the Natch. Thank you for listening and see you tomorrow. <laughs>